you know, three guys you can plug into your DFS lineup. They're super cheap. And then you can get those studs that are more expensive right on top and have a really solid lineup going forward. Free nuggets. Now it's time for the two-on-one, a fantasy football podcast, the official podcast of the Super Friends League. Bad boy good. boy good. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Two on One, a fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Bautista. Alongside me, as always, the commish, Tommy Moe, and everybody's best friend, Dominic Rickard. What an exciting week of fantasy football we just witnessed. There was points flying everywhere with some great surprises and some terrible ones, too, if you're on the wrong end of it. And can you believe it? There were no major injuries to notable fantasy football players this week. There's so much to dissect this week. Let's get right into it with NFL Quick Hits. Yay! NFL Quick Hits. Deshaun, Deshaun, Deshaun. Watson had a magical day destroying the Falcons' inept defense. Listen to this stat line. 28 for 33, 426 passing yards, and five freaking touchdowns. And sprinkle in 47 rushing yards for good measure. The Texans defeated the Falcons 53-32, to which sounds more like a college score. The Colts took us back to an era where run-first football was the motto. In what has to be one of the biggest upsets of the year, the Colts defeated the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead, no easy task, 19-13. to Patrick Mahomes was sidelined for most of the night due to a lopsided time of possession, the Colts had the ball for 40 minutes compared to just 20 for the Chiefs. Mahomes was running for his life most of the night and was seen heavily favoring his left ankle for most of the game. We'll definitely have to monitor that this week. Lastly, how can we not talk about the Oakland Raiders? All week we heard about how Khalil Mack was going to wreck the Raiders, how he was going to destroy Derek Carr, and how he wouldn't even play for Gruden, and blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something about the 2019 Oakland Raiders. They have grit. They're tough. Whatever you do, don't piss them off. The Raiders jumped out to an early 17-point lead and were completely destroying the Bears, but a bad turn, some bad secondary play led to the lead evaporating. The Bears remained in the fourth with the ball on their own three and punched it in for the go-ahead touchdown on a masterpiece of a drive against arguably the best defense in the NFL. The final score was 24-21, and the Raiders earned a lot of respect around the league on Sunday. Khalil Mack's final stat line for the game, three tackles, no sacks. And oh yeah, he got lucky and he landed on a bad pitch from Carr. There's not a lot of news uh, on injury report this week. Um, they did discuss that Todd Gurley was uh, put on the injury report for day-to-day for a thigh injury, so we're going to have to uh, monitor that all week. And please, please, I implore all of you, if you guys aren't following us, you need to follow us on the podcast Twitter account at 2on1FFB Podcast for all the latest injury news and updates. All right, guys, what would you guys think? For me, that Raider game was probably one of the most emotional games I've seen in a long time. I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. Man, that was that was a hell of a game. I think everyone had them uh, counted out from the beginning, from the moment that game was set on the schedule. People discounted the Raiders and thought they were going to lose. And and other Raider podcasts that I listened to uh, were doing the same thing. So even, I mean, everyone thought it. We talked about it last week, you know, to, to sit uh, Tyrell Williams, who ended up not playing. So, of course, you're going to sit him, but also Josh Jacobs. And, man, like, just to see him come out, Punch the Bears right in the mouth, uh, across the pond in London. You know, it, it even though the Raiders were the home team, uh, it, it looked and sounded like a Chicago Bears home game. So to see them come and do that, 
it was just awesome. And like you said, Steve, they, they gained a lot of respect, I think, and, and showed that they're a better team than people definitely thought they were. Yeah, for me, Steve, I think you mentioned it. it, it I wish it would have been a blowout. You know, it wouldn't have been such a, you know, a heart thumper for me, but they did get some controversy in the game too. And they overcame the controversy. So it, it had everything we, you know, let out to a domination that we, we let them get back in the game because of stupid turnover. And then we, we overcame that and we won on the road. And that was my favorite part about that. It, like Tommy said, it showed they had some grit and uh, that's what I took away from that game. Well, so, so speaking of, you know, we're talking about John Gruden, might as well just mention his brother, Jay Gruden. Right. So, I think we all saw the reports this week that that Jake finally got fired. And I don't know if if it was the video of him in Saratoga, Florida, smoking some weed, hanging out with some uh, some college co-ed chick, you know, that finally put the nail in the coffin. Oh, you you didn't see that? I didn't hear about that. What happened? (laughs) Yeah, some video, some some video came out. I saw it on Twitter um, and talking about it it basically just showed him uh, down in Florida somewhere. And I think it was a couple of years ago. You know, and okay. he's just kind of hanging out and, and talking and smoking. But someone had the video. Um, apparently, uh, uh, Barstool Presidente, you know, from Barstool Sports, uh, had the video or had seen the video a long time ago and just decided not to put it out. But I guess someone got a hold of it. So, you know, I don't know if that was the final, you know, like I said, nail in the coffin. They definitely didn't say that was any had anything to do with it. But, you know, to be honest, I I, I, I have a hard time putting this all on Jay Gruden when he's losing his quarterbacks, people are getting hurt, it's kind of cycling through players, a uh, star running back that was supposed to come back, you know, is still hurt. And, and, you know, and I wanted to get your guys' take on it. You know, do you, do you put this on entirely on the head coach, you know, because they're not as bad as like maybe the Miami dolphins or other teams, you know, and they are trying to be competitive and they do have some guys that are fantasy relevant, like Terry McLaurin, you know, so, you know, from a football perspective, you know, do you agree with their decision to fire him or should they have waited to the end of the season? I mean, I, I would just have waited to the end of the season. I don't understand why they make the move. I mean, they're already 0-5. They're probably they're not going to get much better. I, I blame a lot of it on the GM. I mean, Jay Gruden is not picking the players, but ultimately he is the head honcho. He's been there for five years and. You know, maybe he got dealt some bad cards, but at the end of the day, you know, the head coaches in the NFL, they're always the ones that get the ax. So um, I definitely understand the frustration and why he got fired. Uh, But at the same time, it doesn't it it was not it's not just him. You know, it's somebody's constructing these teams for him and they're not doing a very good job of it. I think uh, Jay fired himself as soon as they drafted that quarterback (laughs) and, and they didn't he didn't want him. I mean, he prepared for week one, and that's why he had Case going in there. He always knew he was going to be his starting quarterback because Haskins wasn't his guy. But then after they lost that game and, you know, things started going downhill, he, he wanted to get fired, in my opinion. He, I mean, he, you know, his body of work definitely warranted it, but it, it stems from from Snyder, the owner. It's the culture that he creates. That that team's a mess right now, which which is so sad because it's such a historic franchise. You know, and and it makes that division so much better when when everyone's good. So it's kind of sad to see, but I don't think, like you guys were saying, another coach, especially midway through the year or even next year, how is he going to fix it? Right. Yeah. So my quick hit kind of ties back into uh, your Deshaun Watson uh, stats, but I I just want to talk about, you know, how crazy the quarterback position has been in fantasy this year. I mean, we've had several injuries now we're getting backup quarterbacks getting knocked out left and right you know with Simeon and then we all saw 
uh, homeboy get you guys said get knocked back into the fifth grade. Rudolph, <laughs> Mason, Mason Rudolph, Mason yeah. Rudolph. Yeah, hey man, that was a private chat. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. I, I said it looked like he got back knocked back to the 1930s because when they took his face mask off, it looked like he had an old school helmet <laughs> on. <It was laughs> most ridiculous photo I've ever seen. I was cracking up for like 10 minutes when I saw that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he dropped to the floor like hands up, like knocked out. It was, yeah. but, and it's only funny because he's okay, guys. I just want you to, yeah, we're that's yeah. how we're making fun of it because he's okay. We've all obviously. had him. We've all yeah. had concussions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But why? Um, why did they take his face mask off and not take off his helmet? <laughs> <laughs> no, and then the, and then the cart didn't work, and they're pushing the cart like <laughs> it was a. It's a bad year in Pittsburgh this year, man. Shit show, man. But. To tie it back to the quarterbacks, and then on the opposite end, like some of the elite performances we're getting from Russell Wilson, you know, Mahomes and and Watson. Uh, I got a stat for you guys, and then I'll we'll wrap it up and go into fantasy football talk. But so Mahomes and and Watson have the two highest career passer ratings all time in NFL history. Mahomes is at one twelve point four, and Watson is at one oh five point four. So when they play this week, it's going to be the highest combined career total of a head-to-head matchup between two quarterbacks. So I'm so, super excited for this game. Hopefully a lot of fantasy points then, right? Exactly. Very cool. All right, so let's uh, why don't we use that and we'll just go right into fantasy football talk. All right, guys. Uh, this week uh, for the fantasy football topic, uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about the Browns, Cleveland Browns. They're a mess right now. What is a person to think right now if they have a Baker Mayfield or worse, like an OBJ? Um, the Browns have so many notable fantasy football players right now. Basically, want to just discuss with you guys real quick is the rest of the season outlook for the team, uh, considering their schedule doesn't get a lot easier from here on out. I think I think we were all prisoners of the moment last year. You know, we wanted the Browns to be good after what they've endured, and Baker definitely played better last year. But I'm on the belief that. I think they're somewhere in between two weeks ago and last week. I think last week the game just got away from early and they need to run the ball. That's who the Browns are. They need to run the ball and hit plays off yeah. play action yeah. and open up lanes for Baker. Cause he's, you know, he, he can't just stand back in the pocket and throw the ball 50 times. That's not how they're going to win the game. But I will say I called OBJ being a dud from the beginning of the season. And I think yeah. it was just because I knew something wasn't right with this offense and it, we can see it firsthand. Yeah, and we talked about it last week, too, with, you know, they did so well last week against the Ravens or two weeks ago now against the Ravens, uh, which kind of surprised us all. But we talked about how it was on the back of Nick Chubb, you know, and Mm -hmm. and it was able to open up passing lanes for Baker Mayfield. And and the offense was gelling a lot more when Nick Chubb was getting free. So, you know, I I really think it's, it's all on this offensive line. I mean. I, I think maybe a part of it too is on the play calling, you know, that with, with Freddie kitchens calling the plays um, and, but, but it's the offense, you know, and I think they need to bring in someone like Trent Williams from Washington that is really going to solidify that offensive line because again, it's, they're not doing him any favors They're Baker was getting hit a bunch and, and it was on yeah, pro killed. It was terrible, you know, and, and Bruce Gradkowski from pro football focus was breaking it down and showing how they're either just getting a tight end, trying to block someone like Nick Bosa, or they're not double teaming or getting a chip. But it also goes hand in hand with with Baker missing a couple of reads, and he had a couple of opportunities uh, to hit like an easy out route and get a first down and keep the you know keep the drive going. But he just didn't do it. So I, I definitely think it's a combination of things, but they got to figure something out. So I got two things though for that. 
my my first point is I blame the coaching because they knew that the 49ers have a really good defensive line and they knew they were going to be rushing the passer. Why not go to two tight end sets? Yeah. You know, why not keep a, t- a running back and a tight end? I mean, you have two, you know, three legitimate receivers that I feel could get open, you know, so keep a tight end and keep a Look what the Raiders did against the Bears. Right. You know, they always had a tight end. So it was good coaching. They knew, hey, look, play more quick slants. I feel what's happening is they're trying to get OBJ the ball deep. Baker's doing a lot of five, seven step drops. And he's just getting creamed because the offensive line's not good enough, like to your point. Mm-hmm. My other point, though, is OBJ did played really well with Eli Manning in a, in a crap offense, too. So that's why I'm understanding why that OBJ, they just, and they're targeting him. They're trying to get him the ball. Mm-hmm. I, he's just, for some reason, I just don't see, he's not clicking with this team, which is weird to me. Yeah, I can't, I don't, I don't your, highlight, your highlight from OBJ can't be a pass and a run. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Receptions. Yeah, I mean, throw some damn slants or do something. I, I don't know. I just think it's. I think. I think ultimately it comes down to coaching. But when you said Tommy is they need to trade maybe for Trent Williams or something, I haven't heard somebody crazy. I think it was Colin Coward said that they should just trade OBJ right now, and they're fine with the receivers they have, and then just get like Trent Williams or get a really good tackle and and call it a day. You know, I mean, and you can run the ball. You're you're kind of spending a lot of money too on a player that you know maybe it's a rapport thing and like you said uh, he he did all right with Eli you know because probably yeah. he had that rapport you know and he knew he had to make some crazy catches to make Eli look good yeah. and and I don't know maybe he's just knocking open for Baker Baker's not trusting him uh, it's just not working out but clearly you know Jarvis Landry has been fantasy relevant because Baker's getting him the ball and he's catching it so. But if I, would, I bet you Jarvis Landry, and, and that's an interesting stat to look up, is his depth of target is probably a lot shorter than what OBJ is. True. You know what I mean? So um, so what do you guys do? I mean, obviously, Baker Mayfield, I think we're all in agreement. I mean, in fantasy right now, you're already week six. He's got to buy week seven. I think he's a drop candidate. I, I don't think you can roster him. I, you're definitely not going to start him. So you drop him. What do you guys do with OBJ? Do you try to sell him low, try to sell him for somebody else, maybe go get like a – a Mike Evans or see if somebody you could package them maybe for like a D hop right now or something. Cause he's having a pretty bad year. I don't think you'll get D hop, but um, yeah, I think he still has high value as trade value, you know, cause he had that, that one game where he, we saw him take that slant and go 80, 80 yards of the house. So yeah, I think people still know that and they know he can have big games so you can still get really decent, but maybe, you know, like a lower end running back and like a, a lesser perceived make maybe like a Brandon cooks or a Robert Woods type, you know, receiver. Yeah. yeah uh, try to get again, someone more consistent, you know, I think is, better, better, is like a, a better floor. Yeah. Larry, that, Larry Fitzgerald, something like yeah. that. Yeah. But, but you know, but, but name, what a world, what a world, right? you know, but, but name recognition alone, you could probably yeah. get a two for one, you know, if yeah. you're throwing, if it's Fitzgerald, you know, you'll probably get another running back or someone, um, I don't know, Sony Michelle type, you know, someone that like, isn't been doing that great, but you know, still has that potential. Um, and you and you still don't know. They may change it. They may change, keep it. You know, turn it around. You know, they still got the bye week seven. They got a tough matchup against the Seahawks. I mean, I know the the Seahawks defense isn't the Legion of Boom anymore, but they still play tough. Mm-hmm. So you know, so I, I don't know. I think we say this every week. It, it depends on your record too. Are you one and four with OBJ right now? Or are you two and you know two and three? What what's what's your record? I think that has a lot to do with how desperate you are to get you know value out of right now at this time. All right, guys. Good stuff, man. Let's uh, now move on to our week five fantasy studs. Hey, stud. My stud of this week, we've already kind of talked about how well the Raiders played against the Chicago Bears, mostly because of Josh Jacobs. My stud of the week, 
with 29 fantasy points off of 26 rushing attempts for 123 yards and two touchdowns, and then catching three or four receptions for 20 yards. What a day. I should have listened to Dom and just kept Josh Jacobs in there because it just seemed like a terrible matchup. And, you know, he he showed that one. (laughs) Everybody did. He showed that, you know, like one that he's legit and and he's everything that the Raiders and a lot of uh, scouts thought he would be. And that Mm -hmm. also the Bears aren't, you know, Superman. You know, you can beat the Bears defense if you have the right run scheme uh, or the right, you know, game plan. Um, So it was good to see. You know, it was good to see the win. It was good to see Josh Jacobs do his thing. And I think the future is super bright for this kid. Yeah, Tommy, I told you, I texted you guys, I'm buying a Josh Jacobs jersey now for the draft. Like, that's going to be my first player that I buy for a Raider jersey. Do it. Uh, So my stud of the week, we already talked about his quarterback, uh, Watson. My stud of the week this week is Will Fuller. He gave us our first 50-point fantasy game since Julio Jones in 2017. Before, Before last week, his stat line was 14 catches for 183 yards and no TDs. Last week against the Falcons, he had 14 catches, 217 yards, and three TDs. So in one week, he outperformed his entire NFL season so far. You know, a crazy stat, too, I heard, Dom, was that he was like wide receiver 60 going into that game. And after that game, he's like wide receiver seven now. I would believe it, man. It's insane, man. Now He had a great game. Uh, My fantasy stud this week was uh, free Aaron Jones. Uh, had a great game against the Cowboys. Pretty surprising, to be honest with you. Uh, on 19 rushing attempts, had 107 yards. He had four rushing uh, touchdowns, and he also had seven receptions for 75 yards. He had 48 points in full PPR. So Jeez. amazing day for Aaron Jones, man. Insane. Hey, and Matt Benson. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the Cowboys, how funny is the narrative? Like the first three weeks, they need to pay Dad Prescott the oh, most money in the world. And then the last two weeks, is this hurting Dash Prescott's <laughs> negotiations with the Cowboys? They, they thought Kellen Moore was like the next Sean McVay, and now they want to fire him. Yeah, you know, it's like it's crazy how football changes so quickly. Yeah, so I'll roll it into my duds. Um, he was a dud two weeks in a row now. My guy is Keenan Allen, four of six targets, four reception out of six targets for eighteen yards. Uh, wow. After after he had a dud performance against the Dolphins. So is this a little slump from the Chargers, or is this like how things are going to be for the rest of the year? I don't know, man. What's going on? Phillip was terrible. terrible. I mean, the fact that Eckler got 15 like yeah, catches and like 20 targets, that's bad, man. I mean, Phillip's better than that. Like, that's ridiculous. Who's your dud for this week, Tommy? Well, it goes right hand in hand with Keenan Allen. My dad was Melvin Gordon um, oh, going against okay. Denver. I mean, that should have been a pretty decent day for them. Um, yeah. I think the win by Denver was was pretty surprising to a lot of people. But uh, as a Raider fan, I was pretty happy to see it because now Raiders are sitting that second in the division. But but yeah, Melvin Gordon, you know, you're not expecting a ton from him coming right out of the gate, but a hell of a lot more than 12 attempts for 31 yards, no touchdowns, catching four of six targets for seven yards how do you catch four balls for only seven (laughs) yards that's pretty surprising i because it's at first when i saw his points i was like oh man he must have not got any kind of work or but they gave i mean pretty good opportunities 18 attempts 18 attempts total you know 18 uh 16 touches touches. yeah Yeah. you know but again like 
you know, Eckler's catches, like it's check down city. It's not going to work. You know, you got to do something else. And you have a guy like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, like just throw the ball up, like let those guys do something. That's crazy. This just in Melvin Gordon will be hurt in the next three weeks and he'll probably be fantasy irrelevant for the rest of the season. So don't trade Eckler. Keep him. Hold him. Keep him. Well, he just wants to get his check for this year and he wants to be a free agent next year. One another new piece of news from today too was uh Marquise Pouncey, their center being put on injured reserve. You know, so that's oh, injured reserve now. Yeah, for the so neck injury. he's done. Wow. Yeah, he's done for the year. So they're really going to be hurting, and and he's great. You know, Marquise Pouncey is is an awesome center and has been the rock of that offensive line. So that's what made him last year. All right, my fantasy dud this week. I got to go with the guy that I hyped up a lot, that I had a lot of expectations, and that's Baker Mayfield. I know we already talked about him, but. Man, eight for 22, 100 yards and two interceptions and a fumble. He even got benched. And they pulled him probably just for his ego and everything. But when you talk so much game and you talk so much crap and trash, you put a big old target on your back and your team's back and you got to, you know, you got to, you got to bring it every week. And uh, he is getting destroyed. I am very shocked. And I, and I, I mean, I know we're not the only ones that were kind of high on the Browns and stuff, but man, it's, it's been pretty surprising for me. So that's my big dud for the week. So, Steve, um, in the offseason, we had a very, uh, I don't know, high-profile uh, fantasy analyst on the show who did say if things were slightly different um, or if things were even, if everything was even besides these two players, that he would take Baker Mayfield over Patrick Mahomes. Do you think he still feels that way? Uh, doubtful. <laughs> doubtful. Man, that's crazy. I want to talk about uh, Bosa's sack celebration. Did you guys see that? Yeah, that was, that was pretty sick. Great. That was really cool. People I mean, don't that's forget. What, that's what you're talking about, Steve. Like, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you, when you do it that way, people don't forget. I mean, they, they get up just that. I mean, the NFL, you're already just barely better than somebody by a very small margin. Because most games are, you know, the biggest number of what, three? You know, three points. Yeah. So when you give these athletes just – a little bit more incentive, a little bit more to get up for that week. That's what's scary. You know what I mean? That's And that's what he's doing. He's just pissing everybody off. And, yeah, everyone, all the defenses and everything, they, they want to get a piece of him, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that's and that's all he's doing. He's just, he's just poking the bear, poking the bear, poking the bear. And, man, this this year it's like, oof, it's not good for him this year. It was just crazy, like, people that were going up against Baker, you know, where they're like, oh, man, like, I'm going to lose because, you know, they still have Baker playing, like, Ended up yeah. winning because Baker, some, you know, some leagues got like negative four points in some leagues. And we had negative in one in ours. And I, I read about people like only winning by like two points and then or, or losing, you know, yeah. you know, because they lost for those negative two. So, yeah, incredible week. Incredible in, week. In Dynasty, he was going second or third quarterback. I remember I it six months ago. That's crazy. All right, guys, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. All right, guys, it's time to hand out some free nuggets this week. Uh, let's start off with our starts for week six. Dominic, start us off. My start this week is the F1, Terry McLaurin. Uh, I think players like to ball out once coaches get fired to show, you know, their disapproval or they're, they're happy to be under a new situation and what a better matchup than against the Miami Dolphins. Free nuggets. Tommy, who do you got? I have Le'Veon Bell. And it's not a great matchup going against Dallas, but they are the sixth easiest against the run. And 
I think Le'Veon wants to come out and show what he's got. They got Sam Darnold back, so I think that opens things up a little bit for his rushing. And, yeah, I think Le'Veon's going to be a great start this week. Free nuggets. My start of the week this week is Kyler Murray going against the Falcons. Uh, Falcons just got torched uh, by Desh- uh, Deshaun Watson. So I think Kyler Murray is set for a good game. And all the quarterbacks that have played the Falcons this week, or excuse me, this year, have scored over 25 fantasy points. Uh, so uh, go for uh, Kyler Murray this week. Free nuggets. All right, Dominic, why don't you start us with our sit of the week for week six? Sit down. My sit of the week this week is Joe Mixon, and it's purely matchup base against Baltimore. Free nuggets. I mean, the Bengals look like, you know, they're bottom three team, and getting a matchup versus Baltimore, uh, it doesn't help them at all. So that's my sit of the week. Who do you got, Steve? Uh, my sit of the week this week is Jordan Howard. I know he's getting a lot of buzz right now. Because uh, he's had two really good weeks, and I think he's going to have a good season. But he's playing against a tough Minnesota defense, which is only allowing 3.7 yards per rush and has only allowed one rushing touchdown uh, by uh, an opposing running back. Um, and he's still splitting some touches with Miles Sanders, so Miles Sanders is still going to get some work. So I think Jordan Howard is my uh, sit of the week. Free Nuggets. Tommy, my sit of the week is Todd Gurley, uh, Dominic's favorite fantasy football player. Uh, you know, not just because of how things have gone with Todd, but he has this new quad injury and, you know, he might still play. And again, yeah, he might still suit up, but it's a terrible matchup for him this week going against San Francisco's defense. That is the gives up the least amount of fantasy points to opposing running backs. So we saw how well San Francisco's defense has been playing. And I just don't think it's a really good I don't think it's a good matchup for Todd. And if you have someone else, even though it is Todd Gurley, I would consider sitting them. Free nuggets. Interesting. All right, let's give the guys uh, a streamer uh, to uh, to start this week in week six. I think my DFS starter this week is going to be Case Keenum against Miami. Oh, interesting. Is he uh, confirmed that he's going to start? It is confirmed he is going to start this week. They got rid of Jay Gruden, like we talked about. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons they got rid of Jay Gruden is that they felt that Jay was going – focusing a little bit too much on trying to pass the ball. So even though I have Case Keenum, I want to caveat that with Adrian Peterson is also going to be a really good start because I think they're going to try to balance it out a little bit more, give Adrian Peterson a lot of runs, which will open it up for Case Keenum to get it to Terry McLaurin, Trey Quinn, uh, even Paul Richardson. So I think Case is a really great start in uh, DFS this week. He's only at $5,000 on uh, salary on DraftKings right now. So, you know, he's a really great value. Um, again, he's playing Miami, you know, so start people that play against Miami's defense. They're going to do really well. Uh, fire up Case Keenum this week. And as a caveat, Adrian Peterson. Free Nuggets. Yeah, my uh, streamer for, uh, is Kenyon Drake uh, going against the <laughs> Washington Redskins. I know he's available in a lot of leagues right now, uh, but the Redskins are giving up 160 yards, scrimmage yards, and the seventh most fantasy points to scoring uh, to opposing running backs. So, if you need a streamer this week and Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake is available, uh, I give him, I think he's a good flex option this week. Free nuggets. Dom, what do you got? My, my DF start of the week is uh, a little bit on the risky side again, but I'm feeling good about my Will Fuller comment last week. So I'm going to say Emmanuel Sanders against Tennessee. 
He's been targeted eight times in the red zone, which leads all receivers right now. And so I think he gets two short red zone touchdowns. Free nuggets. Yeah, we got Emmanuel Sanders going off at $4,800 on DraftKings. And uh, and Kenyon Drake's going off at uh, $4,400 uh, salary on DraftKings. So all guys that oh. you can, you know, three guys you can plug into your DFS lineup. They're super cheap. And then you can get those studs that are more expensive right on top and have a really solid lineup going forward. Free nuggets. Good stuff. Good stuff, guys. Any, uh, I know waiver wire is pretty terrible this week. So, bad. Uh, so I mean, do you guys? I, I don't really have anybody really. Um, I mean, at this point, that you'd want to get maybe Hillman from the Giants, uh, because uh, a Golem's not going to be playing, but against the Patriots defense, and it's apparently the weather's going to be terrible, terrible tomorrow night. It's going to be raining and pouring. So, I mean, uh, what about you, Tommy? You I mean, research on it? yeah, I, I would agree with the Hillman one if you really needed it. You know, they definitely ruled out Saquon Barkley also. So, you know, they got to give the ball to somebody especially if it's a rainy game, they're, they're going to want to run the ball a little bit more. Um, one guy I had on my list was like Jamison Crowder, but that's like in certain leagues where he's available. Um, you know, in, in a lot of cases, he's probably not. But again, it's it's based on the return of, of Sam Darnold and, and the one game that Sam Darnold and Jamison Crowder played together. And he had like 21 targets, you know, so they have that rapport. And, and I guess there's no other reason to think they wouldn't go to that. You know, so if you can buy him right now for cheap or if people dropped him because he had three or four, you know, bad weeks since that week one, I would pick up Jameson Crowder if he's still out there. Yeah, I got a guy, I think he got on some people's radar last week, Brian Pringle. I think he's like the fourth or fifth receiver for Kansas City now. I know Tyreek might be back this week, but uh, he flashed last week. And every time a player flashes, you hope maybe he could turn into consistency. And then you get a guy like Terry McLaurin, you never know. So uh, if you have a chance, you know, deep, deep bench, I'd pick him up maybe. Free nuggets. Uh, one last guy too, Chase Edmonds for the Arizona Cardinals. I know uh, uh, David Johnson's dealing with a back injury right now, um, so he. I mean, they're looking like he's going to go, but maybe just pick him up, especially if you have David Johnson. Be a good idea to pick him up this week. Yeah, I put out our uh, our waiver wire Tuesday targets and and left off Chase Edmonds, and I got a comment from somebody that's like, "Hello, Chase Edmonds." I was like, eh, "Yeah, <laughs> I, I get it," but you know, I don't think at this point, if he's still around, I would get Chase Edmonds after waiver wires have ran because I don't think you should be spending that much of fab or waiver priority on Chase Edmonds because you're it's kind of like Dallas Godert, like you're ho- you're it's a guy that you're hoping you're gonna get to play because the other guy got hurt, you know? So in essence, you're spending fab money on a handcuff, which it's not like necessarily like an amazing handcuff. So um, at this point, yeah, if he's still there, I say grab him, but you know, not before when you're spending, you know, you could use on someone better. And back spasms or back locking up injury isn't very scary to me. I mean, they have such good personal trainers and massage therapists that they can hit them five times a day. I, I don't see David Johnson being out much time at all, if at all. Free nuggets. All right, guys. Uh, that was good stuff right there. A lot of free nuggets for you guys. Always, like I said, check out the podcast Twitter account, uh, 2 on one FFB podcast, and we'll have all you guys' uh, updates and any kind of news we hear on injuries on there for you guys. All right, guys. Looks like we have a Twitter question. Uh, we're going to go ahead and answer for you guys. Tommy, go ahead and give it to us. Yeah, this one comes from our buddy Travis. Uh, at the True North Fantasy Football Podcast. You can find all their stuff at TCL14 uh, and at True North. So his question was, what are we doing with the backfields in Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Kansas City, where they're all running back by committee right now? 
So they both have multiple guys could be that could be starters. But how should we play them for fantasy? Uh, does anyone want to take a shot at any of those backfields? I'll take yeah. a shot at both okay. of them. <laughs> both of them. Now, well, right. We got three. So it was Philly, okay. San Francisco, and okay. Kansas City. I'll do San Francisco. And I think that you can play both of Tevin Coleman at Mambreda. Uh, most for it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play. Uh, but this is just going back to they look pretty good against a pretty decent Browns defense. Uh, both Kelman and uh, Breda had a really good game. And then also going back to when um, Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons, you know, they had uh, Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman back then too, and they were both viable uh, running backs for fantasy. So um, it's just going to be, I feel like, you know, some weeks may be better for the, uh, one than the other. I don't think there's a 1A or 1B. I think it's just strictly 1A, 1A. You know what I mean? So it'll definitely be a 50-50 split, but I think they're both viable because they're going to run the ball a lot. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I'm gonna, Jimmy G is that, that great, so I think they need to lean on that run game. Yeah, that's the one thing that scares me is we talk about you know game planning. I, I think a smart team is going to say we need to shut the run down against the, the 49ers and make Jimmy G beat us, make him beat us to his receivers, take away Kittle, take away the run, and make him beat us with the receivers. So that's my one scare, but I'm definitely buying that backfield. I like Breda a little more than Coleman, but he needs – more touches than Coleman does to get more points. So a give and a take there. And then I think Howard is definitely the lead dog. I think Peterson said that this week, he does have a tough matchup. I don't, I wouldn't start him as well. Tommy, I have him on the bench in our league, but I think he's the one going forward. And then Kansas city is the one that scares me the most. I just think the chiefs don't want to really want to run the ball. So I'll still lean McCoy just because he will catch more balls out of the backfield, but I, I'd stay away from that backfield as much as possible. Yeah, and I think the uh, you know Tyreek Hill coming back kind of solidifies a little bit more uh, things a little bit more just in general with that entire offense in Kansas City because I think they're just kind of running with like whoever's open, whoever's fast, and whoever they're going to get the ball to, which is great for the team. You know, and it's great for Patrick Mahomes giving him giving him a lot of weapons, but for fantasy, I think make, I think that makes it really tricky. And and Shady McCoy is still probably your best bet for fantasy right now, but you know Damian Williams coming back healthy. You know, they're going to ride the hot hand. Yeah, I think Damian Williams ends the season higher than LaShawn McCoy. I know he's got those two touchdowns, but I what I saw uh, in the game was I felt like a Damian Williams was on the field more and he got the more rushing attempts. Um, so I think that they want Damian Williams to take the job. It's just up to him to take it. Because um, Andy Reid doesn't usually have a running by committee, and I don't think he wants to. I think he's just kind of seeing who you know takes the job, and unfortunately no one has yet, but – I think definitely they're trying to get Damian Williams uh, to take that job, you know, especially after the last year's playoff run. He had a pretty good year, a pretty good year last year. Right. How are you guys feeling about Kelsey? I mean, he, he looks like he's averaging around 13, 14 points a game, which is right, right around where his projections are, but it just feels yeah. like he's, he's not the he's same. A, this he's year. a little off, but I think it has to do with Mahomes too. I think Mahomes has been hurt and, I think he'll be fine. I mean, Kelsey's a beast, and and is, they'll get back on track. I think they just—it was a weird game last game, and we talked about it already about the time of possession. I think that kind of also threw a monkey wrench in everyone's offensive production that game. Well, and he's getting his yards. I mean, he's still the tight end three right now overall in PPR formats, um, but he only has one touchdown of the year, and I think that's what's kind of like maybe a little bit off yeah. or different. You know, he, you're not seeing him uh, celebrating, you know, in the end zone as much as he did last year, but. You know, he's he's still averaging like eight to nine targets a game. And I think about like six receptions a game for almost 85, 90 yards. You know, so it's not bad. And for PPR, you know, he has a really, really solid floor. It's just there's been a serious lack of TDs. 
and I know this is a fantasy show, but I just love Kelsey and Kittle because they're complete tight ends. Those guys block their hearts out. Every like you watch the game, those guys are blocking DNs all day long, and they're still productive in fantasy. Like that's the type of player that you want on your team. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys, let's get into some Super Friends League talk. The Super Friends League. All right, guys, let's go for the first matchup of the week. It's number two, Mexicans versus number 10, Dumpster Fire. <laughs> so, Tom, Dominic, start us off, man. I'm going to pick uh, John on this one. I think he's going to run his win streak. He's uh, changing up his quarterback again this week. He's going the stack with Gardner Minshew and... and Shark against New Orleans. <clears throat> New Orleans D is, is looking good, so be careful. The only thing that scares me is Juju. We're, you know, third string quarterback. What are we going to get production wise from him? But uh, it's a little skewed since you don't have a tight end right now, Steve uh, listed. So uh, I'm guessing because Waller's on a buy. Carolina is a, a tough, tough defense. And then if if Ramsey's comes back against Jacksonville, I think he shuts down Thomas. So I don't know. Have you heard anything yet, Tommy, on if Ramsey's going to play? No, I think he he definitely didn't it's practice today. Especially in Houston. Yeah, so it's maybe you know, and I think it's going to be possibly a game time decision. We might know by Saturday. Uh, definitely monitor the the pod's Twitter handle. We'll definitely give an update probably from Doctor Jesse Morris if he puts something out, um, or as soon as we hear anything. But but for this pick, um, you know, I, I I really want Dumpster Fire to win. I want him to keep winning just to shake things up. But I really do think Mexicans is going to win this one. Um, the last time we saw Tampa Bay play uh, Carolina, it was really interesting. So I want to see what Jameis Winston's going to do with Chris Godwin. And and right now, you know, Steve has the top three receivers in the league with Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup, and Chris Godwin, and and one of the best running backs in Dalvin Cook. And with Sony Michelle there, if he keeps him in, you know, with the rain game, probably will play pretty favorable to Sony and he might get a lot of yards and a lot of carries. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, <laughs> I'm just nervous about that London game. Those London games are so lopsided normally that, you know, it could be a good game for Jameis or it could be a terrible game, you know? Right. So we'll, we'll have to see with that, but um, I'm hoping I'm able to win. I just got to figure out this tight end situation. I'm still kind of going through what we have in the, uh, the uh, waivers and also, you know, trade up possibilities. So hey, yeah, might as well trade, we'll bro. See. Like people that have two tight ends <laughs> out there, you know, Seriously. <laughs> hey, hey, Steve, just one yeah. one word of advice. Don't panic if, you know, New England's defense puts up like 24 tomorrow like with a touchdown or I something know, like that. Man, I know, man. That's the scary I think, one. I think you'll still have a shot to come back because like all the guys Tommy said. So if that happens, yeah. don't be like, God damn it, Thursday night. I, I just, it's terrible to have a bad Thursday night and have to wait till Sunday. Uh all right, guys. Next game is uh number five, stand up Colin versus number seven. Christian Minglers. Dom, start us off, bud. Yeah, I'm going um, Tommy all the way on this one. Christian Minglers, uh, right now he's projected 134 to 116. And uh, that's because Marlon Mack doesn't have a, a game this week. Free Nugget, if you listen. <laughs> going to throw that out there. but Free Nuggets. Uh, I don't, I'm not worried about Christian McCaffrey's injury, and I really, really hope Tyreek Hill goes. And then Matt Ryan is – fantasy relevant even if he has no points going into the fourth quarter so i I think tommy pulls it off and uh keeps rising up the ranks steve who do you got man it's gonna be a tough one i think it's gonna be close i definitely like um stand up collins matchups i think the philip rivers has a bounce back game i like uh, d hop versus kc 
Um, cause I think it's going to be a shootout and that's, I think what we're hoping for. And I think Tommy's hoping for that too. Cause if it's a shootout and Tyreek's playing in it, I think that's mm-hmm. going to help out immensely. So, um, I like Amari, oh man, it's so hard. I just have to go. I mean, I'm going to probably go with Christian Mingus just cause CMC is just tearing it up. I mean, my only worry for him is that they're going to overuse him and he's going to, he's not going to last the whole season, but, um, I like Hooper, wish I wouldn't have dropped him. Uh, and uh, maybe Hollywood Brown has a uh, bounce back game. So I like Christian Minglers uh, this week. I like Our- Christian Minglers this week too. I mean, Matt Ryan to go against Arizona gives up the third most fantasy points. Austin Hooper against Arizona gives up the most fantasy points to the, to the tight end Stack, position. Stacking it. Uh, my, you know, my 1B start of the week with Adrian Pearson going against Miami. And, and yeah, Christian McCaffrey, my, you know, and if Tyreek Hill comes back, like, thank God, because he's saving my – my fancy team, and I guess my only wild card is Mike Evans. But yeah, I mean, he's still leading the league with uh, the most air yards. So you know, there's always potential that he's going to do something. So yeah, I'm gonna go with myself. Tommy, I'm right. so hyped on Josh Jacobs. I think you should start him even on a bye. Even if he's not playing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how good that fool is. Oh, love Josh Jacobs. Yeah, right now though, Christian McCaffrey has more yards from scrimmage than Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley combined. Man, that's crazy. Crazy, crazy. All right, guys. Next game is number three, Noble Savages versus number eight, Armed Rodgery. Tommy, go ahead and start this one off. I will have to go. That's a close projection. I like that. 129 to 131. Um, I'm going to go with Noble Savages. I I know uh, Armed Rodgery has Will Fuller, and I know he had an amazing week. I just don't think it's going to be the same week again. Um. And yeah, I think uh, Noble Savages has some, some better players with Lamar Jackson and Ezekiel Elliott and, and uh, Mark Ingram and Kelsey and, and Leonard Fournette. You know, I thought he has a solid running back core. His his receivers are a little questionable uh, with DJ Moore and uh, Muhammad Sanu. I'm glad he finally listened to us and picked up Sanu. But but the, you know, the biggest difference here is is in the tight end position with Jimmy Graham versus Kelsey. Uh, so I think that's going to push it over for me. And I'm going to go Noble Savages. I um I agree. I'm gonna go noble savages, uh, and a free nugget for Aaron because I know he's not gonna listen, so it doesn't matter, Vince. Don't worry. But I would <laughs> I would bench Kyrion Johnson and start um, Emmanuel Sanders this week. Just gonna throw it out there. Even though Green Bay is up nah. the third most points, yeah, yeah. Exact, and yeah. it's a Monday yeah. Night Football game. Yeah, I would. I'd rather bench Derrick Henry. No. Nope. I'd, I'd rather bench that. Will Fuller and throw Emmanuel yeah, Sanders in there. Exactly. But Will Fuller against Kansas City, man. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I know. No, I, yeah, that's true. You're right. I I I, I think I'm gonna go with Arm Rodri. I just think it's I'm one because you guys pick Vince. And two, I think Aaron has a lot more boomer bust, and I think they're gonna maybe side on the boom, you know, with Tyler Lockett against uh, Cleveland who's reeling. I like like you said, a Dominic Will Fuller. Um, Derek Henry versus uh, Denver, you know, and then the carry on Johnson. I like him against Green Bay because I think the only thing you can do against Green Bay is run the ball, mm-hmm. and and the Lions like to run the ball, so I like that matchup right there. Um, but a good point to Tommy to, uh, Kelsey against. I think he has a big uh, bounce back game against Houston, so I think it's going to be close. But I'm going to go with Arm Rodri. All right, guys, let's go to the next game. Uh, we have number four, Time to Eat, versus number nine, Expendables. Both projected at 135. Dom, I think uh, 
I think Art's improving his team, and you know, it's pretty solid from one through four. He's got Mahomes, Julio Jones, Thielen, and Chubb, and then it gets a little dicey after that. Hyde and McDonald, but then he's got Boyd. So pretty good, pretty decent matchups. Uh, Nick Chubb versus Seattle, we talked about. Is he going to have a bounce back game? But Julio at Arizona, I, I mean, is Patrick P still suspended, right? I think it was eight games or six yeah. games at least. So I don't think he's back. So I think Julio is going to eat this week. And uh, I'm going to pick Art in an upset, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to go with Art too. Um, and and also one you forgot to mention, Dom, is I think Dallas against the New York Jets offense. I know Sam Donald's coming back, but he hasn't played since week one. Um, I think Dallas could have a and maybe a pick or two and a couple sacks. And I know Dallas is pissed, and they're going to try to try to show the world that they're not they're not trash. So um, I like that you know that uh, that pick. And then you know uh, on Matt's side, you know Edelman, and it's going to be a bad rain game. I don't like that. He's projected high. Same thing with Beckham versus Seattle. I mean, he hasn't really shown anything. Um, and then he's going with Gerald Everett, which I kind of like against San Francisco, but they got a good D too. So, uh, but I'm going with Art. Yeah, third fewest uh, points allowed. Uh, San Francisco's defense to to tight end. So, you know, free nuggets of Matt, you might want to think about maybe putting Delaney Walker in there, just a little bit better matchup. Um, but yeah, I, I could see Art with the uh, with the upset this week as well. Um, you know, he, Matt's got some good guys, but you know, Julian Edelman on Thursday night in a rain game, you know, might not be great. Odell Beckham, we talked about him ad nauseum and you know, so far this <clears> podcast. And and you know, who knows what's going on with Eckler? I think his best bet is Le'Veon Bell and Aaron Jones. You know, I love Aaron Jones, um, one of my guys. But, yeah, I don't think it's going to turn out super great for for Matt this week. So definitely picking Expendables. All righty. So three for Expendables. Last game of the week, we have number six, The Godfather versus number one, Dominic, everyone's best friend, I said Watson. All right, Tommy, who do you got this one? Man, uh, not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> I got projected I, right now 138 for 119 for I said Watson. Man, and, and that Keenan Allen, you know, Godfather's got Keenan Allen and, and Melvin Gordon and Joe Mixon. Chargers. You know, yeah. and just guys that have just been not putting up a lot of points and um well their yeah. offense has just been bad. Yeah, yeah. And even Carson yeah. Wentz has been underwhelming this year. You know, so we yeah, you know we go on. I said Watson's side. If if uh, Devontae Adams is back full health this week, that's going to be amazing. And and he has. I'd love the guys going on Monday Night Football with Devontae Adams and Kenny Galladay. Um, you know, again, maybe reconsider Gurley, but but it might be his best bet. And Chris Carson's awesome. Ertz is awesome. So yeah, I got. I said Watson. I'm also going to pick. I said Watson. So he's probably going to lose, but uh, he definitely has the better matchups this week. Um, I, I like, uh, I, you know, Chris Carson at Cleveland, Zach Ertz is going to be a tough one. He does have a couple tough matchups, you know, but I think Deshaun Watson is going to have a great game of case against KC. Cause I think he's out to prove that he's better than Patrick Mahomes. And I think he's going to, he's going to go off again. So, um, I think it's going to be an easy victory for, I said Watson this week. Yeah. I consider this my uh, second bye week because, uh, <laughs> I'm going to stop, I'm going to stomp Jeff this week. I told him that already, uh, something you didn't guys talk about. Uh, I was going to drop the the Chargers defense, but then I saw they had Pittsburgh coming up on a third-string quarterback, and they Ooh, got another nice. another guy named Bosa. So I kept them, and I think I think they're going to score me a touchdown, at least get a fumble and a couple picks. Very so nice. I, I picked myself. All right, guys, that does it for this week's show. 
Before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you've done your homework by rating and reviewing the podcast on whatever app you're listening to us on. And remember, you can always hit the two-on-one crew at the podcast Twitter handle at two-on-one FFB podcast for all your waiver wire trades and start sick questions. And you can find us each on Twitter. I'm at FB Savant 7075. And I'm at TMO 52 underscore. And I'm at yeast mode 24. Thanks for listening, guys, and good luck in week six. Come on to yeah. Come on to yeah. Hey, you can always find us on Clipcast, too. Go check it out. That boy. <laughs>